0: Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Go Squared podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I'm joined by Charles from Zapnito. How are you doing, Charles? Hey,
1: good. Thanks, James.
0: Yeah, thank you for being How here. Are you? Charles. I I am doing good, thank good. you. I'm doing very good. Uh London is is it stopped raining in London for yes. at least a little bit. So yeah, that's that's good. good until the until the evening, I guess. Um yeah, uh so I guess, yeah. Uh, let's kick off Charles and would you mind giving us a little bit of background on who you are and and also on what Zapnito is sure be great.
1: so I'm Charles uh, co-founder and CEO of Zapnito and I'm from California originally so uh, from the East Bay California um, I've been in London for uh, 11 glorious uh, long uh, years um, and Zapnito is uh, essentially an expert network platform. So we build expert networks for brands like JP Morgan, Springer Nature, Reed Elsevier, Wiley, uh, Vitality Health, um, Center Media, uh, and organizations like
0: that. Wow, some big names.
1: Yeah, so we have got some really great clients. Um, so we've been cool. pretty lucky with, with our client base.
0: Cool. Awesome. That was a pretty good, concise intro great. Yeah, Love it. Got Love that it. for three years. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so what uh, what got you into this? Like what, what? okay, let's start. What got you over into the UK? so you were you were in essentially the center of the startup world, right? And then you came over to London. Yeah,
1: so I am, uh, I'm 44, so I just put that out there. Uh, I'm not 24. You don't look a day over uh, 43. (laughs) 43, thanks. (laughs) And so I started out um, in media um, and uh, B2B media a long time ago and got into the dot-com world um, Mm. with a consulting company um, that was very fast growing, um, so we saw that grow very quickly, and then I saw a lot of companies implode very quickly, mm. and I said, never doing a startup again. Um, <laughs> so then I got into financial services and healthcare, um, and so at that point, um, kind of missed the world of media, and uh, one of my old uh, bosses and, and friends um, kind of enticed me to come over to, uh, to London to do a big project Uh, for a company called Informa, Um, and that was, I think, in 2007, um, pre-financial crisis. Uh,
0: 2007 also is the year of the iPhone for me, too. (laughs) Oh, right, okay, there you go. (laughs) Pre-financial crisis, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, so,
1: um, yeah, that's why I came over to London, and um, and I've always, uh, you know, really had an affinity for London, my mom's English, um, and it's the best city in the world, so...
0: Oh wow! Well. Yeah, but I was only supposed to be here have for to two years. <laughs> uh,
1: live like I've been only supposed to live here for two years. So yeah. Anyway.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. That's the story. So you so you came over. You're working on this big project for Informa, and somewhere between that and now, you decided to work on. Yeah. So job. I've
1: always I think I've always been kind of a a self-imprisoned entrepreneur in the corporate world, um, <laughs> and I think I've always been a little bit of a rebel. Um, and I think that's worked for me in the corporate world a little bit, mm. uh, kind of a little bit more unfiltered. Um, but also, <laughs> at the same time, I've always had this, um, I think, this need to, to try it. And I, so I was CTO at Inform, a Business in, uh, Intelligence post-financial crisis, and that was interesting, cleaning up a lot of stuff uh, in that organization. And a lot of acquisitions were happening, and I got involved in probably about 15 acquisitions. Wow. And I got wow. to know the entrepreneurs in that process and just like mm-hmm. saw their pride and just, you know, the, the passion they had, um, and not to mention the checks that they got. Yeah. Again, that was <laughs> that was not really the <laughs> the interest <laughs> that but nothing. Um, to do with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's more about like what they built from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I could do the corporate thing for another twenty years and keep rising in the, the corporate ladder. Yeah. Um and I probably spent a lot of my time working on PowerPoint and Excel <laughs> uh so that was kind of what happened I um I was on paternity leave um my my daughter was born and I decided uh probably the worst timing possible <laughs> that I was gonna blow up the career and yeah, uh, start yeah. a company yeah. yeah yeah
0: so I did so you were very so you were very inspired by seeing a lot of these these entrepreneurs yeah coming in and yeah wanted to go do it yourself yeah yeah, yeah I had the
1: itch and uh sure I, I thought well if they can do it then I'll try. I'll give it a shot.
0: Sure. So, so how did the idea for Zapnito come about then, because it's all well and good saying you want to start a company, but having a clear problem... Yeah, so I had lots is... of
1: bad ideas, <laughs> uh, and that's probably why I didn't make the leap, and yeah. so I really saw this convergence happening with uh, business services or consulting and uh, business intelligence, which is providing okay. knowledge. Um, and right in the middle of that was, were the experts. Um, yeah. And the business intelligence um, model was being really disrupted by the 300 million bloggers that were out there providing free content. Okay. Um, and so wa- wanted to build a marketplace of experts. Um, right, so right. my co-founder and I started to work on that uh, as a side project. Sure. And along the way, we uh, actually pivoted to create a white-label version of the expert network um, mm. and realized how hard it is to build a trusted brand of experts. Um, and we were working with trusted brands like mm. Nature, Informa, et cetera. So we thought, actually, the power is in those brands using our platform as a next-generation um, connecting platform.
0: Sure, sure. So So initially, was it... It wasn't really about building a software-as-a-service no, business. No, Yeah, yeah.
1: And we were, not, not to bore you with this, but we were planning <laughs> no, no, we're, we're <laughs> we to, to uh, move out to San Francisco, move right, back, right, um, yeah, get back some VC money out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I just something about the startup scene mm. in London versus San Francisco. I was like, you know, London is a little bit more naive, and yeah. it's like it feels really exciting right now. Okay, um, yeah. You know, San Francisco is a little bit more saturated. Um, sure, sure. And uh, so, yeah, so we turned the airplane around and, uh, <laughs> and decided to bootstrap it and build a SaaS business.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Oh wow! I yeah, I didn't realize you were considering going back to to SF. Yeah. Okay. That was the plan. So, uh, did that take a long time to figure out to decide? Or uh
1: it just didn't feel right. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, just uh, just all all things kind of came to a head. Um, yeah, and the i also didn't really want to work for anybody and so uh (laughs) i didn't really want to take the vc funding as well and we knew we needed to raise a lot of money to to make this uh big so we Mm. decided we we didn't want to do that
0: yeah yeah got it nothing wrong with vcs
1: by the way no no (laughs) um uh,
0: so in terms of zapnito today where whereabouts are you guys like yeah give a summary of where you're at like team size how how like if you can talk about any of your numbers or or at all like i don't know if a number of customers or just anything to give us a yeah so we're um we're and and also and you haven't taken any money we have taken angel funding ah, okay
1: we've taken uh we'll be probably about a million in angel investment so we've been uh very lucky with the angels we brought on board yeah, um yeah. and the clients we have as well so we haven't had to uh go the VC route um and we we don't plan to uh, mm-hmm. anytime soon so we're kind of looking to keep keep that um at bay for as yeah, long as I'm possible sure. but so you
0: want to be profitable in some way
1: uh if we don't, obviously every business needs to be profitable at some point <laughs> <laughs> at some point but um no we're, we'll still reinvest our profits into the business yeah absolutely um, for the next couple of years that's yeah. really the plan yeah. and we will raise money um potentially w- if the market demands it or if the you mm. know if there's we're not opposed to it yeah, yeah um so we're we've been full-time john and i for three years sure uh we built consult consulting practice to kind of pay the bills uh in the process so we basically had two uh, jobs okay, going yeah doing the 15 hour days and stuff like that <laughs> um which was fun and, and, and between you and john
0: yeah. so john's your co-founder and john is cto cto and you're C-E-O.
1: ceo
0: yes yeah okay got it got it and the team at zapnito now it's not just the two of you there's eight of us
1: eight. um oh, and we're coming on to 10 uh maybe uh, 11 this year
0: okay amazing
1: um and we yeah so we've been full-time for three years where we should get to about a million in um, annual recurring revenue this year fantastic is, is the plan um, and also getting close to break even yeah um, <laughs> obviously break even is a bit of a moving target yeah when always, you're raising money yeah, so yeah. we're raising another angel um, kind of tranche uh, okay just sure to, sure just to do a little bit more growth yeah, um, yeah. along the way
0: so I mean, is that but, mainly for hiring more people yeah yeah yeah. yeah
1: hiring a marketer another developer and um, potentially an account manager
0: yeah exciting times yeah cool no that's it's that's always awesome. exciting times <laughs> to start well of course yeah, yeah. never never, yeah. Dull day. never you know, a dull one day one thing in startup
1: <laughs> is you never get bored yeah true. like ever <laughs> true <laughs> as you know true.
0: yeah well uh, absolutely um so so uh okay that's it sounds like it's all going well like are there what's what's keeping you up at night at the moment what are your big challenges
1: Oh, uh, it's all it's always the same it's um it's always time and money uh time and money yeah yeah. time and money um (laughs) so like time becomes i think after a while time time becomes like the biggest um i guess asset that you have or Mm. the biggest you know and also it's the the one thing that has the most value um so yeah so you want to talk to everybody and you want to do everything but you can't as yes frustrating isn't it uh, well, it should, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's good, I guess, in a sense that you start to you figure out what to prioritize. Um, sure. Like this podcast, you know, this is well, a priority. This, this, is, is obviously yeah, this is obviously critically important, important thing, you know, I'm for you, really, Charles. I'm really happy to
0: how, uh, how are you? I mean, that's a fascinating area of, of discussion, actually, like how to prioritize Things and how to spend. Oh, I didn't time. say I, I nailed it. <laughs> I want some answers here. Um, well, <laughs> well, so every every founder that I ever talk to has challenges here. Everyone shares these these yeah. issues. Like, uh, what have you found to help on that so far, Charles?
1: Um, I think, particularly in the sales side, we're pretty, you know, since we um, a lot of our sales are at a higher value, I've learned to do some qualification and and okay. learn to kind of understand what is somebody doing research versus somebody that's actually ready to buy right um, okay so we have to kind of manage our time because we yeah. don't have a sales team yeah. um so uh, you,
0: so as part of being ceo and a eight-person company you're doing sales right yeah um, so we yeah. all do
1: well john jen and i do uh the sales primarily yeah, yeah. um so that's that's and that's really obviously critical to growth. So yeah. you know, um, we we do it ourselves at this point. Yeah, and we'll keep doing that for a bit. Um, yeah, but we're looking to do more of a lighter version of the platform uh, with with self service. So when we've talked to okay, you, James, yeah. about what J- Square does, like mm. that's been really helpful because that's something we want to um, take on. Is yeah, that, you know, sure. so the good thing about having an enterprise view is that it's better cash and you know you're working yeah. with great clients <laughs> at the same time you know your sales cycle is like four to six months yeah exactly um, so we yeah. we also want to have you know a higher volume uh, yeah. of um users um using the platform definitely
0: yeah i know we we've talked quite a lot about that in the past actually haven't we around uh almost like go squared and zapnito being the same but opposite yeah so the inverse <laughs> in, of you each know other yeah like of, go squared uh, we're so focused on self-service and lots and lots of customers paying you know maybe a few hundred a month whereas and almost all of that being self-service and not really having too many people yeah knocking down doors on the sales front um whereas for you guys yeah it's you started in that sales outbound kind of uh approached huge ticket uh deals um and we sort of both been almost converging on (laughs) we're we're going up market a little bit and you guys going down and uh i i think this is quite uh yeah, it's it's an interesting uh yeah to see how the two companies are evolving like that Um, yeah definitely yeah it's been great
1: working with you guys on that and oh just before we get into that too much how how do you prioritize your time oh god
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is something i i keep trying to work on um i think genuinely like i I don't know that i have terribly much um actionable advice other than i've really been trying to get up earlier in the mornings and yeah i because i find when you get into the office or once you basically are in the working hours of the day you you end up almost your time is God. gone gone yeah. suddenly because everyone needs a piece of you for something so um I think, yeah, my, my life hack so far is wake up earlier and discipline myself to do that wherever I can. And, um, it gives me time, you know, to get through the stuff I need to before, before everything else um, starts happening. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, also, uh, blocking time out in my calendar as well. Um, I really struggle with, uh, you know, balancing. So you're, you're spending a lot of time on sales, whereas for me, have the CEO duties but also a lot of responsibilities around the product and design side of things and I am constantly trying to figure out how to balance that and um and uh I guess yeah it's just sort of making it clear to everyone on the team what what sort of mode I'm in because yeah it, it's yeah. like uh, sometimes you're making sometimes you're managing and right. uh and they're just both totally different mindsets and I yeah I just trying to make it clearer to Everyone, including myself what mindset i'm in at any right. one time So, okay. yeah uh yeah.
1: jack dorsey sort <laughs> of he, he i think he kind of sets aside like days of the week and say what what mindset yeah. or what what he's focusing on 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 that day like yeah. and he's got the the morning hack uh thing that he does so yeah definitely uh, what, what's his morning hack well i think or, what, or what he, is what he says is like <laughs> um i'm a huge fan of jack dorsey yeah uh, no. besides twitter but i'll take put put twitter yeah, side i was gonna say uh, <laughs> does
0: he just spend his morning on twitter or? <laughs> no 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 so he he essentially i
1: think i think um um square is his big focus right now but yeah, i can't yeah. talk for him i don't know yeah. him but um he basically says that he i think he wakes up and he he listens to a bunch a bunch of podcasts okay, and then yeah. walks quite a bit and mm-hmm. work, you know make sure that like he gets up early and gets all the all that stuff for him um mm. out of the way in a sense so uh, he's one already before he even gets to work right um so it's pretty handy yeah yeah yeah. Handy to know. yeah so i guess the, the morning thing is 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 key it's yeah, not always absolutely easy to do but yeah. once you're in the mindset i guess it's uh
0: possible. Yep. yeah there's also cool. trying to fit in like the gym routine or whatever if you <laughs> if yeah you can yeah, as well. yeah um yeah there's always yeah we need more hours in the day damn it um <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's really interesting um cool so i guess yeah it would be really good to dive into a bit more on the sales side of things okay uh, f- sure for you guys then charles because uh you know a lot of people have had on this podcast they've primarily been more similar to go in that they've been doing self-service SaaS. um but you guys are really serious on the enterprise sort of size deals um uh, you know contract values of tens of thousands annually is my impression so i guess it'd be good to just hear a bit more about how that sales process works and how how influenced is it by your background in the corporate world as well yeah
1: um so we definitely wanted to start an enterprise because john and i knew enterprise and i you know spent 15 years buying enterprise software yeah um, and and engaging with vendors but i was never on the other side of the table Mm. um so or a i I did a little bit in the consulting thing i was talking about earlier but um so i i kind of understand the sales process in terms of enterprise but didn't realize how hard it is (laughs) uh, on the other (laughs) side of the table and i've got like I've got 15 years of good and bad karma right. uh, in terms of what I did, you know, yeah. when I was buying it, and now my empathy for those people is obviously uh, much, much higher. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, I think one of the things we we really had to learn is that you know people really need the founders to be involved, particularly when you're, you're small and sure. you know, they're buying sure. into you and the trust. And, yeah um to listen um mm-hmm. a lot more than than talk uh which is <laughs> i like to you know, you you get you know quite passionate about the product so yeah yeah see, but you really have to be solving problems um yeah. and i think I think the founders um should be selling you know the, which you guys which mm-hmm. i think you do really well um In you know my experience with working with you guys, (laughs) thank Um, you Charles, thank you. But it's but it's uh, it's really important that the founders are are selling, and it's so easy, and we did it uh, we did it a couple times. Where you hand over sales because you're just like, oh, this is a slog, you know, like right, yeah. so much it's rejection an <laughs> and stuff like that. Especially
0: um, for product-focused people that would much rather be, of course, yeah, in, uh, yeah. A code editor or a, a design software. <laughs> yeah, and it, but it yeah. gets you so mm.
1: much access to the market. Exactly. And so like Jen, yeah. uh, who's our chief product officer, like she's totally inter- integrated with the clients. Yeah, um, yeah, which really makes you know makes the the product development key for them although we need to have a roadmap too so it can't just be client-led but you know what we try to do is do a hybrid if that makes sense yeah Um, yeah
0: yeah yeah you can't build the best product in the world without actually talking to the customers and (laughs) hearing what they want right yeah Yeah. but you can't be everything to everybody and (laughs) and
1: if you are then you're 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 not making you know you're not delivering innovation so that's the fine line that you have to walk i think when you're starting out in enterprise yeah Um, yeah and yeah i think so, there's different kind of rules, no matter what the level of it is so like uh the fifty five five rule um where you you know you mm. want to be listening for fifty five minutes and talking for five minutes, <laughs> yeah um
0: not a lot of people achieve that right no i <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: i get close to if i can get to like 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 30. <laughs> but then people also like want a demo and and yeah. so we we try not to do the demo death by demo thing right yeah. um because there's a ten, particularly the american market yeah it's like i want to see it i want to see it but yeah. it's like okay what you know what what's what, the do you wanna yeah. what do you want to see what do you want to do what problem are you <laughs> why are you trying here? to solve yeah <laughs> and, and do you even yeah. have are you even ready to buy yeah um
0: so how how does the sales process work at the moment then? Like how do you find uh, leads and opportunities? Do you, is it an outbound process? Is it referral? Is it have you got partnerships in place? Um kind of all of the above, just, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so we have um we have a, an amazing advisory group. Okay. Um, what so what does that mean exactly? So they are um I'd almost call them like affiliates. Okay, um, they're yeah, almost sure. like our mini expert network that we have. Right, um, right. So there are people I've known over the years, um, yeah. and and John and Jen have um, that either are kind of you know fans of what we're doing mm. um, and just like help, or they actually have a commission structure built into their consulting yeah, practice. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a nice channel. Mm. Um, and then we have channel partnerships. Uh, working on um, a couple of channel partnerships. with One small uh, (laughs) uh, uh, software company, then two big blue chip companies um, that we're really excited about. Oh wow! So those two are, um, but yeah. So we've, and also I think we're trying to stay away from where everybody else is. So Hmm. like the Salesforce App Exchange, we're Mm. not going. We're not going in that direction because everybody's in there. Yeah, it's very crowded. So we're like talking, you know, Oracle and IBM and some others. Um, Okay. You know, so we because we see ourselves as like. An enterprise platform closer to an Oracle or an IBM yeah then you know Salesforce is amazing so but yeah they've got that kind of anyway yeah. so so definitely channels um, and then our network so a lot of outbound based on our network yeah, yeah. and then inbound is just starting to happen uh, right because we haven't done a lot of marketing yeah so inbounds happening um, and that's one of the reasons why we created the light version because some of the inbound stuff is Smaller companies that it, can't afford it. our um, yeah. standard pricing, yeah, and have a smaller appetite for the platform and yeah. the service.
0: Yeah, interesting. So that hopefully, so that yeah, yeah. yeah. So that all comes in, and then is is sort of the next stage, getting on like qualifying, and then then if that goes well, there's a demo, and then yeah. So it? you yeah. T-
1: try to tailor it around you know their process if you can. So we've got mm. like our process is aligned to the client's process so yep. if they're doing research then we try to okay provide as much information as we can mm. um, <coughs> but then we need to find out whether or not they have something called BANT yep. <laughs> uh, which you know about so that's budget yep. um, approval need and timing yep. so if they don't have any of those things then it's like okay you want them to be aware of you so that if they ever get close to having yep. BANT they come back to you and then you stay on stay engaged with them um but you want to, you want to really focus on the ones that have bant um because that means they have need yeah um and timing and obviously if they have budget and approval <laughs> that's great they're going to hopefully buy yeah. um and and so that sounds really easier said than done sure <laughs> yeah well and so like you get these uh sometimes you'll get the pe- some people that are just like um they're teas uh teasers yeah. or teases, um yeah and they'll come in and they're like hey you guys are amazing i'm gonna yep. buy tomorrow makes you know? it feel really good and you're yeah. like Woo-hoo, <laughs> you know they're gonna buy tomorrow and they're just they're just kind of like messing about yep. you know. um yeah and so like i we've had a couple of those and now i see what when they're when they come in i'm like okay
0: you know what they look like yeah, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of although yeah. you never know like yeah so, yeah so you can't
1: you can't walk walk away from it obviously you want to find out but that's why the qualifications so important yeah
0: I think one of the things i've always been impressed by when i've been talking to you guys is being around the the process you have in place on that sales side because um i i think it's very easy to spend a lot of time on on those clients that are not the opportunities that are not necessarily ready yet and um but you, you have a pretty strict everything's pretty well mapped out there's quite clear criteria and steps and stages and times between those stages and i've always been impressed with how methodically you've approached that and i think that's something that i've certainly taken away for for go squared in our sales process is um not leaving so much to chance or uh or or not letting it be driven by the opportunity the 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 lead at the end of the day but like we should be driving it and we should be you know it's it's just as bad to um it is it's what we found quite challenging is sometimes when you have someone that you that just lingers for ages and, yeah, ages, and yeah. ages and and it's in your mind but it's not closing <clears throat> and you're spending time on that as opposed to other people that are, are more qualified in Y yeah, yeah, yeah and
1: sometimes um and I, i'm not saying this is the right thing to do but so, uh you're spending psychic time if ever yeah since. yeah so exactly. you're like okay why what's happening you know and so i've actually just closed stuff yeah. Um in fact I did a couple of days ago where we just was I wasn't hearing back and yeah. um I just said we're not you know, I'm just gonna close this, take it yeah. out of the forecast. And I just told the uh prospect that. Um it doesn't mean that we don't want to work with them, yeah. it just means that um I need to get it into the lost totally, uh, totally. column yeah. so that I can focus on people that are engaging. Yeah. And so he so he might come back um with a client you just never know, but just yeah. like almost have to like say, uh, we're moving on. Yeah. Um,
0: it's almost better to have it classed as a loss today rather than I so I don't know, for another three months. So right? the other <laughs> thing is,
1: um, yeah, so basically, you, you you know, the whole kind of um, cliche of always be closing. So <laughs> what, what the, the other yeah. side of that is that you need to be closing on the loss side, too. Sure, So just sure. always be closing. So, like, <laughs> unless there's a clear, I guess, process. Um, yeah. So anyway, we, we th- like you guys. Like this has evolved over time. Yeah. So yeah. methodical. So uh, we all our process you know, stuff evolves, and we're co- that's one thing that we're really good at. I think mm. you guys are really good at that. Is like you know every process is is something that needs to evolve for scale. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's one thing I think we picked up in the corporate side is like we had very mature processes. Yeah, I can um, imagine. Yeah, and so we can. We could take our really immature processes yeah. and say, "Okay, how do we evolve this?" With but the last thing we want to do is create like a Fortune five hundred like, <laughs> process <laughs> of, uh, bureaucracy you know, of a yeah, two thousand person company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I think uh, I read something from uh, Joel from Buffer a while ago, which really stuck with me a long time ago, and he just said, you know, um, having having too little or too much process at each each stage is is just as dangerous like f- figuring out the the right middle ground like too little too early on or too much too early on yeah. is is they're just as dangerous as each other and yeah um, definitely um you have to, sometimes
1: you have to break the process uh, well yeah exactly not working, yeah. which we
0: which we've done uh, yeah <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> <Definitely>. yeah. <laughs> yeah um i i would love to move it on to thinking about the future Charles. okay what does the rest of the year look like for you guys you kind of touched on this earlier but any any key things you can share?
1: um so <laughs> we we kind of w- we really want to move into um, larger enterprise but also in light into light uh, but still at a level where so one of the things that's really important to us is that we have quality expert networks that it's not just like um you know somebody like some like I don't know, some crap uh, expert network. It's about sharing knowledge. Um, yeah. And so so we really try to make make sure there's quality. So to have um, the light version and the enterprise version um, coexist um, together is something sure. that we're focusing on. Um, and then more networking features and things like that um, is, is key. Mm. Um, and then just continual growth. And, <laughs> um, you know, so we have, we kind of have VC backed, uh, ambitions without the vc backing <laughs> in terms of sales um yep. and that makes it challenging so we're kind of taking the four times harder approach <laughs> uh to this but yeah so it's just about growth and we're raising some capital um yeah. from uh high net worth people uh um, okay. as we go so we're raising cool. about uh, about 550,000 pounds um cool. But but we, we might not take it all. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. A, yeah. An exciting uh, remainder of the year. Yeah, it's gonna be not good. Far off being halfway through the year. Yeah. It's terrifying. I don't, uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so uh, one of the things we always like to do on the show is is see if people have any advice for other founders out there. Charles, do you have any any words of wisdom for for our um, listeners?
1: Do it before you're, uh before you have kids. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no, no. Uh, so I think my my advice would be like, there's only one thing in your way uh, when you're a fa- like an especially an early stage founder. That's that's yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So like, re- you really have to challenge yourself to you know like watch the ego um, yeah. and watch you know watch the doubt and just go for it. Sure. And so I think that I think when you're a little bit not to talk about age too much, but when you're younger, yeah. you're like. You know, you can just do anything, right? And, uh, and you just go for it. But yep. I think, I, but I, I do think if you have, you know, a tendency to be self critical and stuff like that, then you, you have to really, uh, uh, challenge yourself in that way. So mm-hmm. that you're going to be up against yourself, I think, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And then it's about market fit and being able to evolve, um, yeah. which is just co- a constant battle with, um, with your assumptions, yeah, uh, yeah, which becomes sometimes a battle with yourself, yeah. Uh, so we also, obviously, Sword have, have an amazing yeah. co-founder, which <laughs> luckily you, you guys do and I yeah. do. Um, and the second one, oh, two pieces of advice. Oh yeah, the second one, enough. of course, uh, is watch the whiplash, um, <laughs> the, whiplash. the advisory
0: okay. whiplash. Um, okay.
1: So when you're talking to people, and this still happens, like you'll talk to people um, that. You know have been there or they've done their thing or they're like really you know um uh experienced whatever sure. they're gonna give you advice and you're gonna be like, wow that's exactly what we need to do yeah and, um, yeah. and so uh, along the way you'll get advisory or v c whiplash yeah. um yeah, you
0: see it a lot with companies that have raised raised a ton of money right investors always want to give their yeah advice, yeah, which is great which and' is helpful.
1: so but that you can get a lot of whiplash from that and so yeah. you just take it with a grain of salt and they all mean re- well it doesn't yeah. mean they're right yeah um what's right for you is um what's going to be right for the business
0: sure um, sure
1: so those are my two pieces that of is,
0: advice that is that is fantastic that's Cool. nodding in agreement there charles that's that's great uh, <laughs> you've had whiplash <laughs> a little bit <laughs> getting over it um yeah. so that's fantastic well i i feel like that's been a pretty yeah pretty solid solid uh, half hour of chat there charles um if people want to hear more or hear more about Charles, hear more about Zapnito, where can they find you? Uh, on the, just zapnito.com. Zapnito.com. Great.
1: Z A Z. Do I say Z? Yeah, Z is correct. No, Z Z Z is correct. Yeah. Um, we're at we're at Zapnito on Twitter. I'm personally not on Twitter, but you can follow Zapnito on Twitter. Great stuff. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much Charles it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Really really enjoyed chatting with you today. Yeah. Um and uh, thank you everyone for listening along. Uh we really hope you enjoyed uh, another episode of the Ghost Squad podcast. Yeah, these are great James. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks everyone. Um if you did enjoy the show we would really appreciate if you can leave a nice review for us on any any of the places where you listen to podcasts. Um no pressure to do so but it really helps get more people listening to the show and hear about these these great stories. So uh, thanks again for listening and we will see you again very soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.